Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drive Talking, where we take a light-hearted look at the world of motoring, from our love of driving to those little things that just drive us round the bend. I'm Thomas Kilroy and joining on the show today is our automotive engineer Aditya, together with our very own car mechanic, the super talented Zara. So um, I just, firstly, it's fabulous to see you both. Thank you very much. Can't believe it. We're recording on Sunday. I don't know what day of the week it is. It's uh, what date it is. It's Sunday <laughs> and it's the 12th. I actually well, don't yeah. know what day of the week it is because it feels like a Saturday. Um, and it I've does. just been out and washed my car and I've got it in the garage and I'm all set for setting off early for a business trip in the morning, heading down to Hampshire. And I'm just one of those people who likes to get into the car on a Monday morning. I mean, it'll be 6 a.m. or maybe 7 a.m. And I'll be getting in the car and I'll be, I'll have my suit and I'll hang that up and I'll have my briefcase in the back and I'll be getting in and I have some really nice tunes, set it all up. And I'm just in that moment of Zen on a Monday morning. Yeah, I'm in traffic. It doesn't matter. Russia, it doesn't matter. I'm in Zen because my car is feeling good. I'm feeling yeah. good and I'm all set. So, yeah. So here we are, um, and I wanted to ask um, if, well, certainly Zara, have you sold a car through Auto Trader? I have never. I've actually, I go on Auto Trader to look for cars a lot of the time, but I've never purchased or sold one on there, as it happens. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, and obviously, Adi, I don't think you have because you're new to, you haven't driven in the UK yet, so you're not. I have not driven in the UK, but I will not lie, I have spent a lot of time on Auto Trader. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it was uh, yeah. Every time I fantasize, oh, I want this car. You know, what, what, where's yeah. my budget going to be? So where I can look at? I do spend a lot of time. But uh, talking about that, uh, when my friend was about to buy his first car, uh, I was quite involved in that whole process. So we were looking together, and uh, yeah. so I did spend a lot of time looking at vehicles and then trying to buy one. And we did yeah. go check out a few cars in like garages and stuff like that, but never sold one, no. Okay, well, I've, I have bought a couple of cars through Autotrader and I've sold a couple of cars through uh, Autotrader and I've had different experiences, mostly good. I have to say mostly good. Um, and the first thing is, yeah, you're right. When you say you spent a lot of time in order, I have, I'm the master of having spent a lot of time yeah. in order trader. I think I spent when I was buying my first Jaguar, which is a lot of money. You know, I'm gonna not gonna lie, it's a lot of money. So I spent probably two hours every night, every night for months. Now it became a very therapeutic thing. It was a great way to wind down. You get into bed, you get the iPad, you sit there and scroll through. And I used to put in all sorts of different things and find you. Know, and then when it came to selling a car, I, firstly, I have to say I'm very impressed with the setup because when you want to sell a car, literally just put in your license plate, up comes a load of details. It will give you a valuation. You can decide if you want to go with that or add, add, add or take away, depending if you want a quick sale or if you, if you feel that it's worth a bit more. But you put in your price and then it asks you to upload some photographs, upload a bit of a background on it, and actually it generates an ad which has all the details and it includes very often you just need to check the boxes to say it's got all the standard features or any optional extras that might be offered. So selling a car is very straightforward and it's not that expensive either. You can have an ad that would um, run perpetually forever mm. until you sell your car for about £75 or thereabout. It's not a huge amount of money. So I, I was you, just going to ask that. Yeah. So, so the reason I mention all of that is because when I was selling my uh, Jaguar the first time, you know, I had my car in there for a couple of months. When I had my SLK on there, I had my, the Jaguars on, the SLK was on probably about 12, 12 to 14 weeks, I would say, maybe more. Actually, no, sorry, I go back. I put it on at a premium. So I bought the car, I did it, I polished it cleaned it I you've seen it I've seen your I car, got, yeah. and you've seen it you've seen it I yeah. got under the hood with a toothbrush I spent seven hours one day on the engine so it was pristine and I took the photographs took the video and I put together a, a YouTube video which uh, it's it's on our website and I'll put it in the show notes and I think it's got around 1500 views or something which is quite good but I put wow. it there as a way of selling it but what I did was 
the, the price to sell that car what would have been nine thousand let's say nine thousand well i priced it at thirteen five you're never gonna sell it but the reason i didn't was because i didn't want to sell it. what i wanted to do was let everyone see it it's constantly there and i had it over the summer and we were going out on the most amazing weekend trips and so on i mean driving down through snowdonia uh with the the, the mountains and the sun, looking out in the lakes and so on and the roof down and it was the beautiful sunny weather it was perfect in but the meanwhile, you've though this was in the open top slk oh so, right so this this ad was running so i can't say oh it was on there for five months and it didn't sell it's because i priced it way beyond and another time we'll come back and talk about the sale of that so this time around my daughter had her her first car that she bought three four years ago 2018 was a renault clio and she's now at uni in manchester she had it parked up on a side street for like weeks on end and decided actually do you know what she doesn't need a car right now this minute so i said okay i'll tell you what we'll do i'll take ownership back of the car of, of it, it was her car i'll take ownership but what that meant was i had to spend about seven or eight hundred pounds on bringing it back up to spec because after three years of driving it it needed oil change it needed new tires it needed you know so I took it into into sham where, where you were based i think i actually and, worked on her car before I, yeah i'm I was sure gonna you say. have yeah absolutely <laughs> and uh and the thing about it is it only had done thirty nine thousand miles it was a really really good little car you know and i've driven it myself a couple of times and it's a it was it's a perfect first car so i've spent Four or five hundred pounds doing that. There was also a scratch. I think she visited someone's house and a dog came out and jumped up and scratched right into the side panel of the door, which is really super annoying. I'm sure she didn't actually get upset with anything. I would have got upset. I think any one of us would have got upset, but she she didn't think anything of it. But I can tell you now, two things. Number one, chips away are amazing and uh, lee who is the, my local franchisee for chipsway he came out had a look at it and did the most amazing job i mean incredible job it totally made it disappear but yeah what what also disappeared was 350 pounds of money out of my wallet but i don't you know in the end you have to make a decision do you want to stand there and be trying to reduce the price of the car and say to someone and but you'll have to get that fixed in the end you've got to suck it up and say look get it fixed, get it the car in the best condition. And then when you're selling the car, you can stand there and it's one less thing that you've got to be apologizing for as he's trying to beat you down or she's trying to beat you down on price. Right. So we got to the point where the car is now clean. It's flawless engine. Everything's done. So then weekend before last, I took it. You know me, Adi, with cleaning and detailing. I've spent 10 hours cleaning polishing waxing you know getting it absolutely looking at its best and it was quite cloudy but finally when i took it across to a little tiny car park where i've got some space and it went to take some photographs magically the sun came out i can't i just the sun just happened to appear it was like i don't know divine intervention took the photographs took a little bit of video and i thought that's great so i put the car then away into the garage so my Jaguar then is being kept in the carport and I've got this car locked away. Right. So now last Monday, which is my day off and I get to three o'clock and I say, right, I'll now I'm in the mindset. I'm going to write the copy for this ad in auto trailer. So you go in, set it up, like I said, add the photos and two things. One, I already had the photographs done, ready to just put them in. And two, the for me, the wording of the copy is really important because you're not selling a car, you're selling an experience. That's my my feeling. So when I was looking at other Clios, they were all saying low miles, this, this, that, that, you know, new tires, whatever. They were all say, selling kind of the features. But what I wanted to sell was the benefits. So I said, this is a great first car for anyone who has just passed their test or is just starting out on their driving journey. And because of the flawless engine, it won't break down, which will give peace of mind to any parent because that is a main concern. <laughs> opening line, that was the opening sentence. Anyway, I got it all done, listed it. That was listed at five o'clock. 10 minutes later, I got a phone call, but it was one of those guys who obviously monitors for new cars all the time. He was a dealer, wheeler dealer. All right, mate, are you looking to sell that car? I can, I can cash right now, free grand. And I'm looking for 4250 I said, I'm really sorry. I've literally just 
listed it. I feel it's worth 4,250. That's why I put that price there. That's what I'm looking for. He said, all right, mate, good luck. Five minutes later, I'm not joking. I've put the thing down. I'm still processing what the guy said. And I've turned down three grand in, in 10 minutes. Five minutes later, somebody phones and says, hi, is the car still available? Yes. We're looking for a Renault Clio for our daughter who is doing her driving lessons. We live in Bicester. Can we come around now and have a look at the car? And I said, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm like, yeah, okay. Suddenly it's like they're on the way. I run downstairs, bring out my car out onto the street, bring out the car that's in the garage because it's all polished up, gave it a quick dust, brought it out, and they arrived and they had a look at it, fell in love with the car, and pretty much agreed there and then to buy the car. Now, he did want to bring a friend around who knew about cars, and then the friend does the bad cop thing where they find a couple of flaws in it, and I mm -hmm. kind of said, yeah, listen, I can stand here, and, I, and while I'm talking to them, I got another call from somebody in Heathrow who wanted to buy the car. And I'm saying, yeah, if you want to come tomorrow, I mean, I could have stood there and said, I'm not knocking anything off, but in the end, I just felt, actually, do you know what? They're really nice people, they're local, it, she had her heart set on it. I said, look, let, I'll knock a hundred pounds off to cover any little thing that you've seen, just, just because they were genuinely nice people. So we agreed there and then, within two hours of me listing the car, to, the, to buy the car. And then the next day he came around and he transferred the rest of the money, so the thing was done. And I had the ad deleted within 24 hours. Amazing. <laughs> I've never known anything like it. I got seven phone calls, all from parents looking to buy cars for their teenagers who are doing their yeah. driving lessons. Especially now, I think the demand for uh, used older cars has gone up, hasn't it, since COVID and where there was that backlog. So, yeah, I'm not surprised you had that much attention. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I absolutely couldn't believe it. And then I'm thinking, I, I was to your point, to your point, I was thinking, I wonder if I should take the money now that I have Go and buy another Clio for you know three. Do the cleaning and the polishing uh, and put it in again for four. You know what I mean? And you could you yeah. can every yeah. week do this thing where you're making a thousand. Just, <laughs> I couldn't believe how much. But then in the end, you become a car dealer, and I'm yeah, I'm not a car. No, dealer. no, no. It's, it's incredible, <laughs> isn't it? It's incredible, especially now. Uh, there's the whole chip shortage where now cars and new cars are not being made as much. They're much costlier than they would be mm. four years ago. And uh, now suddenly the secondhand market as well is going up in price. And then, yeah. so now for them to find a great deal on like a first car, especially like if you're going to buy something for your teenage child, you want it to be super reliable. And, and clearly the, the way I'd, I'd seen that car, it was well-maintained. It was in excellent condition. And, you know, it, that's so rare nowadays, especially for something that's been... How long have you had that car for? Yeah, three, four, three and a half years. Yeah. 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 I mean, amazing. Yeah. I, 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 would, I mean, so it, the car had only, when I looked at the MOT, it had only done about five or 6,000 miles each year. So it wasn't huge mileage at all. But more importantly was that when I took it in then to Sham and I said, right, whatever it needs, and then... Sham obviously looks after it as if it's his own car. So it comes yeah. out decarbonized, you know, new spark. But I mean, it was just, so when when you lift, when I, I literally switched it on from cold, when the chap arrived who kind of knew about yeah. cars, and it was just flawless. It was like, you know, there's just nothing wrong with it. And the only thing where he found a, uh, what he felt was a, a concern was that when he turned on the air conditioning, that it wasn't kicking in. Well, it was two degrees. Yeah, you know, I can't. How would you tell? Yeah, I can't, yeah how would yeah. you tell? And in the end, because he was making the point about it that it may need gas topping up and whatever, and I just kind of said, you know what? I know what the feeling that if you can get a hundred pounds, if you get a hundred and fifty pounds knocked off, you feel good. You can go home yeah. and justify, oh, that was really good. I'm glad I invited my friend. You know, that was great. Equally, then, if there's any tiny little thing that needs to be done with it, in fact, there was a part that I had. Um, ordered from ebay i think it was a little repeater um i, th I think it's a side side repeater i think they call it the little indicator on the door oh, yeah that, that, that mm -hmm. had broken it's only three pounds for a new one well actually the one i ordered was the wrong shape so i was going to send it back well guess what i don't need to bother about it anymore because i've knocked 150 pounds so if they need to replace it they can take it out of that 150 pounds more importantly though i think what was 
really important to me was knowing that this young lady is going to pass her test and she's going to be independent. And I don't know about you, Zara, but I, I didn't realize how profound the difference that makes to your life when you are independent. You can just get in the car and go. Yeah, it is. It may, I tell, like, when I didn't drive, people used to tell me that when you start driving, you can have all this freedom. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I really, I never knew how serious they were when they made that statement until I actually got behind the wheel. The first yes. time I ever drove my car on my own, I went to get some bread. And I remember I was, I just kept looking at the passenger seat. You know, you look over like, there's no one there. Yeah. Where's my instructor gone? Like, yeah. Um, so it is <laughs> surreal, but. I don't know about you guys, but the only, I think the reason I haven't sold, I haven't never sold a car in my life. My my first car was a Toyota Yaris and that got scrapped because it, it had reached its lifetime, I think. The one with the grab handle for the driver. Yeah. You remember? <laughs> the driver, yeah. Because I do some crazy driving, you know, so I have to... They knew I was in the car, that's why. <laughs> but yeah, no, and then after that I had the Astra and I think even with my family car, I, do, I get so sentimental over a car I think I've had so many memories in it is travel to this place to that place and yeah. do I really want to get rid of it and I didn't realize I needed to get rid of my first car until I jumped into a car that was had working aircon had a working radio and I was like okay I yeah. needed to upgrade but I just and get really yeah you've, 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 you've just said something that's really that's uh, touched a nerve and I'll tell you why Ooh. when 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 no 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 it's really in a, in a, in a really nice sentimental way I mean Oh, is sure. that um so we sold the car and you know and obviously couldn't believe how quickly the deal was done but everybody was happy and everybody was feeling good about it etc and it's all about trust it's all about trust and and can you do business with this person etc so we'd already done that done the deal so then we facetimed our daughter and said right sold the car and she's like oh wow amazing you know um and obviously in her mind because she's in manchester and we're down here in her mind the car is kind of like already gone because she, it, she's away and you know however <laughs> the next day then when um this gentleman came around to, to take away the car you know did the transfer and his wife dropped him off and she drove away so that means you know he's he's definitely buying the car because he's got no way home otherwise so the next thing he goes out uh, and he gets into the car and we're both standing myself and my wife in the front room and we're going, oh, you know, and then we're looking out the window and I was trying to get my phone out to film the car driving away because I'm like, that's Jade's first car. You know, yeah. it's like it's a, it's yeah. a really big thing. For me as a parent, it was such a proud thing to see her. And by the way, when we went down to the Toyota uh, garage to, to buy the car, that's where I found it. And it was in it was in the in the big uh is it inch cape i think is the toy uh, yeah 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 so went down there it was obviously a part exchange for something and what i was very impressed with with the guy who sold the car to jade uh, okay i was buying the car but to be fair to my daughter she transferred the money every month into my account so she paid for the car herself five and a half thousand pounds over 30 months she paid for her own lessons she paid for the two thousand pounds insurance each year until it finally came down to something reasonable all herself from her own earnings from her part-time job up in Vista Village. So I'm really super proud of her of that. But the fact was, she's only just passed. She's still only 17. And he said, would you like to take it out for a test drive? And she said, yeah. So the next thing, she's in the front seat driving. He's in the passenger seat. I'm in the back seat, petrified, dying <laughs> to death, like trying not to say anything because I've never had the experience of, my daughter who's 17 driving the car mm. and she's I, i'm not going to say she's tearing down the road she was driving at a normal speed but for me she was tearing down the road and i was like <laughs> yeah. oh my god i was just clinging on and trying, <laughs> trying not to say yeah. anything you know so anyway we came back and she said yeah i like the car so we bought the car so uh but but as i said the sentimental value or note of oh my god the car it's, that's it it's gone you know and then there was this mm. kind of really poignant moment anyway Went a few, a couple of days later, literally uh, Friday, I think it was. I was just cleaning up my my system and thinking about, you know, recording this podcast and you know I need to restart the computer, and I, I had a had a project open which was the building of the video because I had all the footage and I was making the video to put it on YouTube because I thought the car was going to take weeks to sell, so I've suddenly got this kind of three and a half minutes of footage of the car, 
and I deleted it. And then I went, no, hang on a second. So I undid and it came back, popped up on the screen again. And I said, hang on a second. So what I did was I just trimmed it right down to two minutes. So instead of three and a half minutes and then, and I didn't put any, I didn't want to waste time on it or, or, but I also didn't want to just lose it. So what I did was I just brought it down. I brought a nice piece of sentimental music into it. And then I just put like that. And then right at the end, the last, the closing shot was Jade standing there when she bought it day one, standing next to it with the keys in her hand, you know. Yeah. And I've, I've just kept it as a kind of a, there it is. That's, that was Jade's car, you know. And then I, I exported it as a file and then, then delete the project and move on. So then I shared that with uh, with Artie and um, and Jade, and then Artie was like, "Ah, oh, there's the car." And then right at the end, the little the little moment of, "Yeah, there you go." So yeah, it's we do we get attached. I personally, I feel like you you get attached to the car almost like a pet. It's like part of the family. Yeah, it really. Oh is. no, completely. Uh, so the same thing. Though in India, uh, we had a Maruti 800, which is like the first, it's a starter car. It's like a yeah. very small, it's 800 cc. <laughs> Isn't that what the taxi it, drivers drive? <laughs> yeah, like a pretty much. <laughs> it, yeah. yeah, it was it, 800 cc engine. It, it was, it, it would just not even go beyond like 80 yeah. kilometers per hour. It would struggle, right. it would, the whole car would rattle if you yeah. went into fifth gear <laughs> and 80 kilometers an hour. Uh, but uh, remember we sold that, but I was too young. So I didn't like, it wasn't sentimental to me, but it was it was my parents' first car, so they they were supremely attached to it. And I think I remember my mom was crying when it when the when they took the car and went away. And then we got another car, which was another Maruti, and uh, we lost that car actually in a tsunami. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, in you the two thousand. In a suma- tsunami. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yeah. So yeah. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait a minute. Sorry, that's so, news in itself. <laughs> yeah, hang on, start again. Just make that statement again. So you lost your car. We lost the car to a tsunami, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. In a tsunami. <laughs> you don't hear that every day, you know. <laughs> there you go. I, I mean, there's a statement that you don't hear every day. Wow. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> Tell us about how you lost a car in a tsunami. <laughs> that was a bit, I, I'm not going to say that was a bit careless, but it sounds like that was a bit careless. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. Who would have thought a big wave would come and take away everything? Um, so tell me, what happened? How did that happen? Yes, so this was back in 2004. If you remember, there was a, this massive earthquake just off the coast of Jakarta yeah. in December. This was like Christmas time. It happened on 26th of December. And because of that, it created a huge... There were multiple uh, tsunamis that went spreading across all the oceans. And India, the especially the east coast of India, was affected quite badly. And at that time, we, would, we decided to take a holiday. So we were on from 21st of December till the 26th. We did all, it was my family and two other families who decided to go on this massive trip together. We'll go by the beach side. We'll have a great time. So uh, the day comes, 26th. We're deciding to leave the place, leave the hotel. And it was actually our team. We checked out and we were just like, you know what? Let's go to the beach one last time while the parents are loading up the suitcases in the car. And then we'll go back home. We'll drive back. So we go to the beach and we notice that the waters recited really, really far away. And uh, we didn't, it, there was all dead fish. And we're like, oh, this must be like a very low tide. We don't know why is this happening? And it's, that's actually a sign of a tsunami, but we, we didn't even know what a tsunami was back then. Yeah. So uh, we were just like, okay, nothing. we don't know what's happening. All right, that's kind of odd. Let's just go back home now. So we get, go back up and I'm, my mom is helping my dad load the suitcases into the car. And then we see this flock of people just running by and they're like, run away, run away, big wave. And that's all you could hear. And then we stopped one person and said, what's happening? Why is everyone screaming and running? He's like, big wave, big wave, go, go now. Ooh. And uh, so now I'll put this in. The, so we were in a hut that was f- about four huts away from the main reception, which was a two story building. So as big as this house, Thomas. Yeah. And uh, we, <coughs> I remember turning left and then you could see the wave go over the reception. So it was about two stories high and it just completely engulfed it. And me being only about seven, 
I got excited. Oh, big wave. And I started walking towards it. And my mom just grabbed me by my collar, threw me into the back seat. We jumped in and only had time to reverse the car when the wave hit us. And now we're just riding this wave like a surfboard and we're we're going hitting trees, hitting a wall, hitting a roof of another house. We're just ping-ponging around until we come to a stop about like five minutes in and then water is obviously seeping in through everywhere at this point. I'm not strong enough to open my door. Uh, my And we stopped in a side where my dad was stuck behind the, like there was a tree on the other end so he couldn't open his. So my mom and my dad are trying to kick open her door. They slam open her door finally. Then they pull both, when both of us, both of them go out, pull me out as well. And then I remember just swimming like I, it for me, it was beyond neck deep and it was about chest high for my parents at that point. And th- wow. this is when the tsunami had settled and waiting for the retreat, like it, it'll go back in and then there was going to be another wave. Uh, so at, we knew we had to get out. It was like, oh, just go now because it's calm. Um, so we're, we're just, sw- I'm swimming behind them, holding on to my mom and dad. And we just walk through this whole thing until we reach like a inclined section and then the main highway, which was about about two, three kilometers ahead. And then so we just swam for like two kilometers, something like that. Finally go on top and then we see our the other family. They luckily got their car out just in time. So they were driving out as the wave was coming in and they could get their car out. Oh, so awesome. they were okay. Everyone we knew were okay. Uh, but our car was completely submerged by that point. So there was flooding in the engine bay, flooding in the vehicle, all electronics are gone. There was no way of rescuing it. Yeah. So I definitely have to offer a discount for that on Auto Trader. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> just, just slight water damage. <laughs> just minor water damage. That's all it is. <laughs> Needs an oil change. Yeah. Minor damage. <laughs> Dude, it needs, it needs an oil insane. change because there's a little yeah. bit of salt water. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that so, is wild. I cannot yeah. believe that you went through all of that. That's insane. I just I, I do have one odd question. This is an odd question. Go on. What, what color was the car? It was a silver, silver Bellino. Yeah, silver. Only because I'm picturing it, but I was missing the one thing in the in my <laughs> vision of what yeah. it looked like of you, mm. like like. Like this roller coaster, you know, <laughs> log flume, you know, that, 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 the, yeah, the log flume. Yeah. It, I, I was getting a sense of that where you're bumping in, but the one thing that was missing was I didn't know what color the car was. <laughs> yeah. Now I got this vision. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, very good. Uh, uh, but we were so attached to that car that yeah. when it came to buying another one, because obviously this one had to get scrapped. Uh, we're like, you know what? Let's just get the same car. We can't, we can't go and like, we could not let go of the fact that we just lost this car like that. Right. And so we went and bought the same Maruti Bellino in silver and wow. had that for another 10 years, actually. We had that. Actually, maybe on that point, part of the reason was to give you that sense of continuity. It's a, 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 like a, what's the word I'm looking for? The car almost kind of saved your lives. It was like... To, yeah. to, to kind of go and buy something different would have been, I want to say disrespectful, yeah, it, but it was like... Yeah, we were not honoring the car, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it, that's it, yeah. Honoring so, that memory, absolutely. Yeah. It was definitely, it's something we we really cherished. And then in 2014, I'd actually come to the UK. My dad had got a transfer. So yeah. we moved moving to the UK and we didn't know when we would go back. So at this point, my dad's like, oh, we have to sell our car. Right. And that was the mo- that was another very painful day for the whole yeah. family. We could we it was not nice seeing that Bellino go away. That's wow. been in the house in ten years, and then yeah. obviously with all that memories attached, it was just yeah. 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 I remember I'm, coming back in two years, and I told my dad, "Can we buy the same car back? Can we go track down the owner and just get uh, the car back? Because I don't want any other car." Uh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. That's it. It's amazing, isn't it? How how it's we create these attachments with with mm. what what are effectively things but they are things that are part of our lived experience you know yeah. there is something beyond and by the way on on you've just reminded me that i think it's also very uh, what's the right word maybe poignant is, is a good word which i've already used once 
but during the Dasai festival in Nepal, one of the Dasai festival days is when you honor uh, electronics and cars and things like that. Yep. And there are people who come out and they make a small puja and a small offering to the car and they put garlands yeah. on the car and they drive around in the car with the garlands on. Aww. And it's the day that you, I suppose, the what's the right phrase, pay homage to the... Pay homage the to end, it, yeah, they, ser- they serve you and, and help you to get, you know, to, to prosper and to, to get through life and so on. So this is your day of kind of returning the favor to us yeah one day is crows another day is dogs another day is you know and one day is cars cars and computers people go you do work cars and computers wow. fridges yeah, a garland around their computer at work just to say no. thank you for helping me over the last 364 is... days i know that's so yeah. sweet no. that is so sweet i you... think we should be grateful for the little things like that you know exactly yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember um, doing yeah to do that for everything. You do that for air conditioners, your wa- your washing machines, oh, yeah. your yeah, yeah, every yeah. and yeah in the car especially. Once you put the garland, you're supposed to yeah. put lemons underneath the wheels, and okay. then you drive over so the lemon, and that is uh, when you that's a sign of getting you're ridding all the evil spirits and you're warding off anything bad for that whole year. Oh. So right, you're right, crushing right. the lemon, and the yeah, the lemon takes in all the all the bad uh, energy or whatnot. So, yeah, anytime somebody yeah. buys a new car, you will always see crushed lemons yeah. in front of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just made some lemonade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, so interesting. That's the oddest thing. How would we have guessed that at the beginning of that? Have you sold a car in Auto Trader, and then we will cover. Uh, a tsunami, and we will cover uh, lemons on 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 in a religious um, uh, festival, if you like. It's just the oddest thing of how our relationship with cars is just so wild and varied around the world. It's, yeah, it's mad. Especially Which, by the way, on this on the subject of of scrapping a car, when my dad moved to England in 1984, and and eventually found a job and then we came over with him so it was then decided that we wouldn't be going back for quite some time and he had an old rover 200 back in 1984 uh now the old rover that he had was totally knackered it was it was really end of life and um, apparently he, he tells a story where it used to burn through the oil like so he'd fill it with the petrol or diesel or whatever it ran on but the it, the oil used to leak out of it so when he was driving into Galway, which was about 15 miles, there was a garage, you know, a countryside garage on the road, side of the road. And they used to have secondhand oil, like that they would keep there waiting to be collected by whoever, the, you know, whatever company comes and collects that oil. So Dad used to pull in every week and take a, a container from the, the, it's all piled up waiting to be collected, like old oil. And he would open up the engine, pour it in, fill up the engine with this old old oil i mean it's the worst thing you can do and put down the bonnet and then drive on and one day the guy came out and he said does that car run on oil <laughs> he, thought, he yeah. thought that's what he was doing to fuel it no it's, it's just that it's leaking and i have to keep topping it up and I, it's not worth buying new fresh oil for it because it's going to be gone in a week so that's what <laughs> anyway so while dad was in england and we were still back at home for about uh, a couple of weeks um, and I was 14 at the time. So dad asked me to go down and see some bloke in the local town of Athenry. And I don't know who it was, but he asked me to go and see this guy. So anyway, I went up to see the guy. And um, and I said, would you come down and have a look at this car? That My dad wants to sell this car. Would you buy this car? I think he was a kind of a scrap dealer or something. And then the guy came down and he looked at the car and he said, yeah, how it works is this. You have to pay me to scrap that car and take it away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be paying you. That's how gone it is. Anyway, I phoned Dad. So Dad, I think, phoned a friend and, and got it driven to some... Because Dad didn't have the money. Dad was like, that's why he left the country. He had no money. So he just phoned somebody and said, listen, can you just park that car behind a wall in a field somewhere? And I'll sort it out when I go back. And about eight years later, it was still there. <laughs> it's probably still there now. You know, so, uh, in fact, I do remember once... A highly embarrassing um, 
uh, episode where we went, we used to go on a Sunday. My parents owned pubs, uh, always had pubs. And of course, when you have a pub, it's it's relentless. It's a seven day a week thing. So, but on a Sunday daytime, you know, you might get a member staff in, or you might say, well, look, we'll only open at six o'clock in the evening. So we would set off, myself, my two brothers in the back seat, my mum and dad in the front seat, and we'd pack a picnic, flask of coffee, and, or flask of tea, I should say, some sandwiches, some, you know, homemade, um, uh, carny cake we used to call it it was like a current a soda bread with currants in it really yeah nice. anyway yeah. so we'd set off for a picnic in connemara uh, and connemara is a beautiful part of the world in the west of ireland but it also has um a lot of rain like a lot of rain it rains all the time there so this one particular day we were there and sure enough it is lashing with rain lashing lashing rain. so we ended up pulling in and having the picnic in the car <laughs> you know through three brothers in the back seat and all that and we're having the picnic and i suppose in the end for my parents it was just the experience of just getting away just get away from the pub the building the house you know and just being away from it and just being able to i can imagine my dad driving and thinking through different things and so on anyway we're heading back into the town of appen rye and about oh, about 10 minutes before we hit the town his window wipers failed like they, they stopped working and it's Held it, you know, the kind of rain that you need yeah. the fastest setting on the thing. It, it, it failed, like he, we can't see out the window. So he tried winding down the thing and driving a little bit, but it was just so heavy the rain. Anyway, eventually he, he stopped the car and he said, Right, what are we going to do? And then I think he jumped out, had a look in the, in the boot, and he found that he had some masking tape. So he tied some masking tape to the, to the, to the right wiper, tied some to the left wiper. Fed it into those, you know, those little wing mirror, uh, wing yeah. windows. That are the top. The, the a pillar windows. Yeah, That's it. A pillar windows. Yeah, Thank you very yeah. much. I knew there was a name for them. And then he fed it in. So suddenly, then we're driving back into the town of Athen Rye in our little Rover two hundred, and my brother and myself, we were pulling. He, I, he pulled, and I pushed, and I pulled, and that was making the window wipers <laughs> move. And it was so embarrassing. We were just praying that nobody would see us. <laughs> Back to the back to the street that we lived on. Pulling the thing. Keep pulling, lads. Keep pulling. <laughs> yes, Dad. We're pulling. <laughs> yes. To me, I to you. To me, to you. I, I cringe, cringe with embarrassment at how awful I felt that if any of my mates saw me in this thing, you know, driving in. Anyway, yeah. And then, sure enough, Dad trying gets me to try and sell the car, and the guy's like, "Yeah, no, I, you've got to pay me to take that away." <laughs> Yeah, my dad has always had a very different relationship with cars than I've had. You know, totally, totally the opposite end of the spectrum. You know, he he just does not clean, doesn't absolutely doesn't give any attention to a car whatsoever. Whereas I'm completely the dynamic opposite to that. So uh, so yeah, there you go. Very very interesting. So um, Zara, I'm curious, what's been happening in your week this week in terms of? Any any mad experiences from speeding grannies? <laughs> <laughs> I literally, honestly, if I had to be totally honest with you, because I take on so much, I don't remember my week. I'm not even going to yeah, lie to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, by. Yeah, it literally just zooms by. I, I just, you know, I go to work and then mainly I just enjoy just driving my car around most of the time. That's why I like yeah, doing a hundred yeah, different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah um, nice. But otherwise, I my just, week, yeah. I was just thinking before that we recorded that uh, I had seen a couple of interesting uh, license plates this week. As you know, I'm always kind of looking out. Have I, you? I just have this thing. I just see them and they're like, they just register with me. And, and it might be even one that's unintentional or whatever. And some of them are intentional, but they're really tenuous. Yeah. So anyway, I think we'll do the tenuous one first. And, it's, and I took a photograph of it last night. Um, so it was a BMW it parked up on the side of the street. And the license plate was JE11 USE. So Jealous? Jealous. And it's like, yeah, I'm not sure. Really not sure. You know, I have and seen it's a BMW. BMW. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I see a lot of BMW. <laughs> I've seen a BMW with the number plate. I don't know how they do it, but it said, you go away. And I was like, how are you even getting that spacing? Like, is that because I make number plates in my job? Oh, no, the spacing is illegal. The, the spacing oh, yeah, is illegal, illegal, right? Yeah, so yeah, how, yeah, I don't yeah. understand how people get not in a, well, like a, you know. So, 
So yeah. to be fair, I have just so yeah, I have what's the right phrase? Embraced <laughs> the, the risk. Em, embraced the risk factor. So, oh. so yeah, 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 yeah. I'm 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 guilty of it too. Um so okay. Let me start I know, stay on the jack. Nobody very wise admitting it on a public podcast. No? Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> no, yeah, true. <laughs> if somebody, if, if, if the police want to stop what they're doing right now. <laughs> he drives a yeah. Peugeot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, on my, yeah. On my, on my purple uh, three, three-wheel Peugeot, yeah. I have to know. <laughs> They'll never know. Yeah. yeah. You so anyway, know, I, I, all right, I'll tell you what happened. I got this XE, and it's a 2016, and it is amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's amazing. But I was mindful that I'd love to put some kind of a plate on it that wouldn't show, or, or you know, just not disguises the age. It's not about disguising it, but just just takes away. When you see a 2016 car, you you start working out the numbers. And go, oh, it's fine. Mm. The minute you see a plate that's kind of interesting, it, it, your mindset is not thinking of the age of the car, but just thinking. Maybe the mindset of the driver, you know, if he's if he if it's clever or whatever. Anyway, so I was looking through the various, um, you know, Swift Reg and all of these other. I was looking for something that would be interesting, and we we looked at them, you know. So anything ending with XE or beginning with XE, if you could do it, I was looking at different ones, and I found some some different ones. I've probably got a list of about ten of them, and then something happened where it said HE eleven. UX or something, you know, and I went, oh, hang on a second, I just, because, because the U came up, I wonder, I wonder if the O is there, so I typed in HE11 OXE, and it popped up, it was available, £349, now, when you look at it, it doesn't look like much, but when you put the H-E-L-L-O on one side, and the XE on another, you get Hello XE, yeah, and it, and suddenly, if you're driving an XE, it's, it just, it just stands out. And because it's so clean, it looks it looks like a proper word. It's not like a you know sometimes you'll see um, like that. Okay, that jealous was real, you know. But sometimes you'll see someone where they'll put a six instead of a G, or they'll put. But H E eleven O is looks like hello. It doesn't look like a twisted version. And then the X E is separate. Now you're right. When you're getting them made up, then you have to then click a button to say. Um, I'm agreeing that this will not have the, um, I think it needs the BS stamp at the bottom and it needs the thing. You have to agree to all of that and then they'll make it up and send it to you and, and they're acknowledging that this is not a legal plate and you're accepting responsibility for it. So in the end, what I've got then is the legal version plates in the back of the car and I've got the version which is slightly not quite so legal plates on the car itself. And at the end of the day, the reason why I made that decision was because I've just seen so many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of versions of cars. I think the police have just decided. Just, it's, yeah. And here's, a, here's another way of thinking about it. If you saw something and, uh, you know, I, I don't know, very often they'll say, and did you see a car on the side of the road? Maybe there was a crime scene, maybe there was, you know, yeah. or, or an accident, or can you remember the license plate? Well, mm. guess what? So it's more memorable. memorable. I was knocked down on my bike once by a guy driving a, a, um, a BMW. This happened when I was 17 or 18, uh, 19. I was going to Catering College in Slough and I was coming around the big roundabout. And as I was coming off the roundabout, this BMW 7 Series just zoomed onto the roundabout, totally didn't see me, clipped me, bent the tires, sent me flying. And I'll never forget. And I don't care, I'm saying it now, on the on this podcast 25 years later, I'll never forget his plate, because I had to go to court. He he denied that it ever happened, and eventually he was taken to court by the police. And I was a witness for the police. And he got points in his license because he was found guilty. And his license plate was, they said, could you remember the license plate? I said, yeah, it was KL, KLE1N. And his name was Klein. His name was Mr. <laughs> yeah. Klein. And, and nice. you know, so of course I could remember his license plate because it was his name, you know. Mm. So uh, anyway, the point I'm making is that I think that it does help the police that you have these more memorable things that because yeah, absolutely, it, you know, it is. It so sense. the other plate that I saw along uh, top of that line, but this stood out for a totally different reason. And I was just coming back from London. I came off a junction 
um, nine, I think it was, at the at the M40, and <laughs> came up the hill, and there's the hazards flashing in the left lane. So you, so to to get onto the A34, you had to go around this broken down car. It had the hazard um, triangle at the back, and it was a very expensive Porsche, easily 120 grand, I would say, minimum, minimum, minimum. It was a beautiful Porsche, and it was broken down and he had the hazards on and he was obviously there possibly with his wife trying to figure out how to phone the RSE or whoever's going to come and fix them. Here's the thing. <laughs> the license plate was 8 EST best. Memorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, it's broken down, my friend. It ain't them looking its best. <laughs> So Same. I really felt sorry for them. Yeah, but it stood out because it was so ironic, you know. It's just, yeah. Yeah. It's just look at it and go, yeah, that's one time where you just <laughs> wish you didn't have that plate on your car. Absolutely. So, <laughs> saying that, though, I think when you referred to before saying there's a lot more people on the roads that do have uh, illegally spaced number plates and the police, you know, aren't, maybe they've sort of taken a step back from it. But I actually know two people, one's, it, I think it also comes down to stereotyping because right. I do have this female friend who is English and uh, she's got illegal spacing on her car, but she's a sweet girl. You wouldn't look at her twice and be like, she's up to no good. Mm. And then I've got another friend who is a male and he's Asian and he's got 3D spacing um, on his number plate and he's been stopped twice by the police there and told, yeah. take it off. Whereas she's been yeah. driving around nonstop for the last year or yeah. so. And yeah. her car yeah. actually yeah. is a more eye-catching car. She drives a Porsche and he drives a sort of an Audi. So, yeah. again, I think it also comes down to the, you know, demographics of the person and yeah. what I, mood I the police officer's in. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I think, I think that when we talk about the police, I think they're doing a lot of work right now to catch up because they, yeah. they've proven time and time and time again that they've got this the cultural problem, unconscious bias, all of these issues going on. And I wouldn't be surprised because very often the cars I see with the, you know, if we're going to call it illegal plates, they're very often very expensive Lamborghinis, oh, yeah. Ferraris, so Porsches, expensive. you know. Uh, Aston Martins, they're always very expensive cars, uh, you know, really high-end, high-end Mercedes, all of the rest of it, and then you, you, they put a plate on there, and very often the plate is the name of the person, you know, yeah. the name of the person, so it's, the fact that they're not being stopped is exactly to your point, but then the minute somebody, like you just described, puts that on, now the police have an excuse to be able to pull the person over and, yeah. and engage with them in order to see if there's anything illegal going on. And it, and it is wrong. It is absolutely wrong. But it is a fact of life at the moment until until they root out this cultural problem that they seem to have in the organization known as, as, the, as the police force. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see how that plays out. So um, I'm curious to know, Addy, what's the latest... On, in the world of motorsport, I thought it was very interesting that I, I gave the name. The name of last week's episode was, um, was uh, the cup holders, yeah. uh, Formula yep. One cup holders, and underneath that said, "Imagine Verstappen with his Verstappen with his uh, demi tasse, just as a you know, just a throwaway line." And then when I asked you who won the first race, uh, who won the, the Bahrain Grand Prix. And I it watched was that, yeah. Max Verstappen, yeah. Verstappen. Big and, lead as well. And, oh, and, massively. And was, was he sipping from a demi-tasse as he got over the line? And, he could have been, honestly. He was 40 he seconds was... ahead of the rest of the field. He, <laughs> he, he could have stopped over, had a coffee, <laughs> started again, <laughs> and still won the race. It was. It, it's quite embarrassing if you like for another team to go through that, to see, like, a driver 40 seconds ahead of you that's 40 seconds in formula one is insane gap it's it's like he's half a track ahead it's because it the track itself at the timings they were doing the qualifying laps were one minute 20 seconds one minute 30 seconds so to be 40 seconds ahead is just mind-blowingly fast yeah it is uh and it's just yeah they were just so good on the day it was just uh incredible they would uh, in especially in Bahrain, it's you're known to have high tire degradation, which is right. as you go through the, the you lose a lot of rubber on your tires, and then they wear out, and because of that you have less grip, 
and each single lap you will start seeing a tire degradation so you have a lap time drop off after a certain period and red bulls were extremely good on tire deg and mm. bahrain is known for a place of very bad tire degradation so uh ferraris were very bad on tire deg and that but that was something they knew from the start they knew it before the race even that in testing they realized that yeah our car does not have good tire degradation mm. but everybody else were looking on it so uh yeah just to be 40 seconds ahead was insane but the big surprise was uh Aston Martin and yeah. Alonso yeah he was they, celebrating he, like he'd won <laughs> yeah no i mean people knew like through testing that Aston Martin had put up a good car but i don't think anyone expected them to be this good or like mm. it was just a great confirmation that oh my you know what aston are up there now right mm. right and they were so quick he was pulling off incredible moves yeah. the car was looking so good as well on track and uh to come third uh, is a great achievement is their second podium as the aston martin outfit and his so, debut right his debut into aston and his martin debut well, race for aston martin yeah, yeah. and i think so, had um had uh Charles Leclerc not crashed out then that would have also been a I can't believe his car crashed out <laughs> again. Yeah, no that's it, it's a very concerning time for us Ferrari fans and I'm a Ferrari fan so it was it was crushing to watch that happen. Uh but they that from Saturday they had changed an an electronic component in the powertrain in the power unit and so they had put a new battery in and which meant and in formula 1 you're you're restricted in the number of parts you can use uh throughout the year until if you bring in a new part you have to pay a penalty and for the battery pack you're only allowed two for the whole year and they already changed it once in qualifying so he lost one battery pack you could say and now he has one and then in the race the car suddenly stopped and there was it was another power unit failure but when the car stopped you could see there was a red blinking light and a red blinking light usually means a high voltage power problem and that could be another battery pack so if that's the case that's another that's penalties from the second race onwards which is just not nice to have exactly So what's how is it looking now in terms of is it is it wide open or is there any particular one or two teams that are really pulling ahead? Uh I would say it's quite it's it's going to look, it it look competitive especially for I think for number 2 for second place. Um first place again arguably it's looking like Red Bull. It's yeah. only one race out of 23 so it's too early to yeah, say. Yeah. uh but they were solid they were strong and they all they were strong in every aspect of the race so yeah. it's hard not to give them the upper edge at the moment right. uh but i would say for second place it'll be a tight battle between ferrari aston martin and mercedes mercedes were not up they they were not like at their full performance yet but they were catching up to the ferraris at one point right. um so it looks i think this season you're going to see a two a three way battle for second place for sure Excellent. and arguably depending on how well they do through the season uh, red bull could be challenged by ferrari and aston martin the yeah. cars are there mm. but the the teams just have to get fine tune it and yes. get that right yeah, yeah 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 and i have to say thank you for the recommendation i started watching drive to survive last week i yeah. went back and uh, and started into nice. it and yeah it's it is there's a lot of drama there's a lot oh, of yeah. drama you know, yeah. it's just, <laughs> no it yeah, it's it beautiful yeah so just for anyone listening to this it is worth mentioning that um it, it, if you haven't listened to last week's show you know go back and have a listen if you if you have time but it's also worth going into the show notes and the reason i say that is because um there's a couple of points that we sort of raised one was kind of like how drive to survive made formula 1 for america um and how it's really driven kind of audience and fan engagement and it's doubled the number of female fans for uh for formula 1 in america especially and secondly of course it's uh the FIA has made rule changes to to kind of 
um, ensure that there are more team principals and team drivers available for fan engagement as part of the, each each race. But also, I thought it was worth mentioning that I put in a link to a 30-second um, YouTube of uh, Gunter Steiner, who is the, the kind of the unsung hero of, of, of Drive to Survive. <laughs> and he has uh, obviously a very, very strong accent. And there's a 30-second clip where he's giving a, a, an interview to somebody and it sounds like he swears yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. the chap apologizes <laughs> to the listeners really sorry about the swearing and and uh, but you know thank you for your time and he walks away he says what did i swear and he then what did i do and i won't give it away you've got to click on the link and watch it but it's really funny that what he said <laughs> sounded so much like a swear <laughs> and he, he wasn't swearing. And, and i wouldn't mind but normally he swears like a trooper but the <laughs> one time exactly the guy was saying, I'm really sorry about the language. Uh, yeah. was used he was there. so was... confused, wasn't he? He was like, what did yeah, I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so we put that link in the show notes. So it's worth jumping in, having a look at the show notes. And what I'm really liking about the show notes was, you know, we're still finding our feet with our little podcast. So obviously we kind of jump in, we have a conversation. And then as I'm, as I'm editing it and going back, I'm thinking, oh yeah, hang on, we mentioned that. I'll throw, throw something in the show notes. And then the show notes are showing up almost like a blog post. It's looking like a really nice little you know, weekly newsletter that we're, we're, we're putting in there. So um, I just thought I'd give a little mention for the show notes because they are quite engaging as well. It's not just, not just a couple of links from, from what we've mentioned. So listen, um, I really enjoyed today's conversation. Was there anything else on your mind that we want to talk about? Is there anything coming up that we should be mindful of? Um, we're coming out of winter, I'm hoping. Did you yeah. notice that snow that we've had during the week? Can I tell you, I've learned something about um, the problem with technology <laughs> when it <laughs> meets adverse conditions. So I was driving up the motorway towards Birmingham, I think on Wednesday. It was quite dry when I left here, but about halfway up between here and Birmingham, I eventually started driving into, into weather that was, uh, you know, sleet and then eventually snow. But what happened was, um, on the front of the car, there's a little plastic sort of panel, clear plastic panel over the badge. And I believe, I think, that that's where the radar is for the adaptive cruise control. Well, the snow would, uh, the slush and the ice would build up on that. And suddenly, it, it popped up on the screen, it disengaged my adaptive cruise control, and it said, it does not work because the radar is blocked. And then I was stuck because it didn't allow even regular cruise control. It was just no cruise control. So now I have <laughs> to just use the pedal to kind of just yeah. keep it going, you know. And the funny thing was, my wife said yesterday, what, so you can't, you can't drive the car without cruise control? I said, no, it's not that. It's the <laughs> idea that you have to keep your foot on to keep trying to adjust it to keep it so that it's 74 or 70 or whatever you want it to be but you've got to keep your foot and adjust it so i pulled off at, a, at another junction i got out i wiped it off sure enough it's working again drove another 10 minutes not working again so i was really really baffled that they haven't figured out a way of not i don't mind if adaptive cruise control doesn't work because the radar but surely then you should be able to just switch on cruise control so that it's mm. set at, at a set like normal cruise control and then yeah. it just drives at whatever you set it at. now the funny thing was what maybe i should have done was get back in the car once i'm driving disengage the adaptive while i've still got it and then it would have just yeah maybe. i don't know so the next time i drive in sleet and snow that's what i'm going to do and test it out because it was a very odd experience I'm quite surprised that you you not you don't have the ability to just switch off adaptive either way. Like if it was on and it was not working well, you didn't have the ability to switch it off and use just no like not adaptive but just cruise yeah. control. Where it's... Yeah, so you can switch off the adaptive element of cruise control under normal driving conditions. But once yeah. it, once it stops working because it's literally flashing up as as a yellow kind of yeah. thing and saying not working because of the radar being blocked. And at, at that stage, it doesn't do it. Any buttons you press, it just flashes that thing up. It wasn't allowing it to change. So when I wiped it clean and got back in the car, then for 10 minutes, I was back on adaptive cruise control. And what I should have done, I believe, I might be wrong here, I need to do a Google search, was to switch off the, the adaptive bit. So when it went again, I had a decision. 
do I keep going or do I stop again and give it and then in the end you know what I said I'm nearly I'm nearly at, at, at the place I'm trying to get to so yeah. I'll just I'll just keep going but I was driving through areas of Birmingham where it was 20 then it was 30 then it's 20 and you've got the traffic cameras and there I was using my foot manually on the on the gas to kind of just make sure that I was not you know speeding or or anything so I don't get caught by any of those cameras so it was a real challenge so yeah, minor disappointment that that happened, I have to say. I was a little bit miffed, so I'm going to do a little bit of research and find out if, if that's a normal thing or if there's a, a workaround or a way to, to get through it. Maybe if somebody's listening to this and has the same experience, they can let us know. I'd really appreciate that. And if anybody is interested in sending in a question to the team or wants to share an opinion or maybe you have some thoughts about what we've said, then by all means send an email to team at drivetalking.show because we would love to hear from you. A couple of things, by the way, guys. I don't know if I told you this, but um, I got an email from somebody that measures um, different podcasts, and apparently we are number 92 in the Apple Podcasts Woo! charts, which is quite amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. I think yeah. that is, quite, you, amazing. Yeah. That is and, quite amazing, yeah. And according to our, uh, um, you know, the, the platform that we keep our website on, uh, the RSS feed has had something in the region of 4,000 um, subscriptions on the RSS feed, which is quite amazing. And also what I'm quite pleased about, but this is kind of really a nerdy thing from my side, is that if you type just the words drive talking into Google, um, we are number three as the, the wow. number three is the website drivetalking.show. Number one, and I don't think it will ever change for the time being, certainly in my lifetime, it comes up as Jive Talking, the song. So it has the Wikipedia entry for the BG song Jive Talking, even though you've typed in Drive Talking. So I don't know why it does that. I presume it's just it assumes that you've made a spelling mistake and you want drive, Jive Talking. So that's there. And then there is another podcast called Drive Talking, um, which I've not listened to yet. I'm sure it's very good, but they haven't recorded in a couple of, in a year or so. So let's see. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying that I didn't even realize there was another podcast. So. And nor did I, yeah, until it so, came up, uh, you know. Yeah, and if it's good, maybe we'll uh, we'll invite them on the show and ask their <laughs> advice on, on how do they get to number two on the on the thing. The number they're number two in the charts just after the Bee Gees. Wow. <laughs> exactly, that's high praise. That. Yeah. Wow. So, but the fact is that uh, you know we've had and I've had some really nice feedback. I don't know me personally. I've had some nice feedback from people saying that they've really enjoyed listening to the show and that they look forward to episodes. So that's a really nice thing. Oh, by the way, um, I don't know if you can lift up your microphone, um, uh, Abby. I don't know if you can do that. Can you just lift up just a mm. tiny bit, just so I can see the blue in the screen? Yeah, look at this. And yeah. R2-D2. Yeah. R2-D2. Yeah, and I think it says number 10 somewhere on there as well, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. back. There, so there the reason I'm mentioning bit. that is because um, I bought that on eBay um, from, and I can't remember if it's called, I think from memory, Christmas Fairy. I think Christmas Fairy was the name of the, 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 the eBay seller. But basically, it was unopened, never used, uh, 10th anniversary uh, Yeti Blue microphone, which was what I was looking for. And I put in a cheeky offer and I said, um, I'm putting in this cheeky offer um, because I'm hoping you'll include the postage in the price. Um, and if you do, if you do accept my offer, we'll give you a shout out on on the new podcast that we're launching once we get this microphone. So she came back and she said, because of your cheeky <laughs> comment, <laughs> I will agree to your offer. So we got that at the price that was a really good price. We're loving it. It looks fabulous. Uh, Abby is looking very, very trendy using it. I know. No, I love it. It it looks f amazing. Yeah. Uh, I think my sound quality is better than before for sure yeah. we'll give that a look and find out now yeah. but yeah uh, we'll really is, loving it what we'll do is we'll put it we'll put a link in the show notes of christmas fairy because i know that she has uh, quite a few other bits and pieces for sale on ebay as well so big shout out to christmas fairy thank you so much thank for you. your support of the show <laughs> thank you thank you so much uh really treasure this r2d2 yeah. And I, I, actually, I think we should call it R2D2. I am yeah, going to nickname so that R2D2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, actually, there is, there is the reason why uh, 
hang on, it's yes, you know why it's R two D two. You know the real, the real reason, the actual reason uh, in folklore, movie folklore, of why R two D two got the name. No, no, because um, when when they were trying to think of a name for the robot. In in the old days, they used to keep the the film footage in in those round cans. Mm, remember the, yeah, the yeah. Yep, cans? yeah, 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 yeah. Which would open and, up. And on, yeah. on, on the shelf, as the in in the room where they were doing the editing, on the yeah. shelf was a load of different um, 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 what would you call them? Cans. Yeah. Uh, because they say, oh, we've got the we've got the take in the can. Oh, That's yeah. So so they have them there, and then when they pulled one out, the label was R two D two Real Two Dialogue Two. So okay. it was real two dialogue two was was what they were and they just happened to pull it out that's what it said and they went hey that's a great name for that robot so ah, that's not R two D two but that's interesting yeah. that's amazing no I love that I can't go but I honestly <laughs> think we should get a picture of R two D two and put it next to the microphone and we can see it genuinely yeah, looks like R two D two and the other thing I'm oh I know what it is um, I was I I know what it was I was going to you know we've got the flip top bin down in the kitchen. I saw one in the shape of R2-D2, and it's, it's in Japan, <laughs> but they're like £700 each, and I couldn't justify it. Oh, really. No, I really wanted that, it. But that's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs> so, um, so the other thing I just wanted to say was, um, so far, so good. I'm loving our podcast. I'm loving the fact that we are building our community. If anybody wants to donate to a co-host, if they want to sponsor a show, please get in touch with the team. We'd love to hear from you. Have you guys got anything else to add to the taste show? Are you all happy with this? Have we got this one in the can? Oh, I'm loving it. I think we do. Yeah, yeah. No, this I'm one's absolutely in the loving. <laughs> I think right. also well, we could case, also Smith, take suggestions yeah, on. on if any to- if there's any topic in general that someone feels strongly about that you want us to talk about. Yeah, that would be great as well. Yeah, that's a really good shout. Yeah, I think so. I think if there's anything that um, people and the other thing is. We do have lots of expertise in the room, and I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the engineering expertise from Aditya. We have our um, mechanical expertise from the wonderful Zara. So, if anybody... In fact, I was thinking today, I do not know how to change the what? tire. I have no clue. I, I, I've never really? Done. So, maybe no. we need to do something You mean like, like roadside sounds... changing? Like... Yeah, maybe roadside, maybe roadside, or, you know, or even, for example, we might go... I'll tell you what. Let's go the other way. Maybe what we need to do is we need to go down to the garage and film the changing of a tire to show how the tires are changed in the garage itself with yeah. the big machines yeah. because that is quite something. I'm super impressed when I see that. So maybe we should just do that as well just to see. And especially the idea of the balancing of the, the tire as well. I think that's the, the wheel alignment. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. I think if you're a mechanic yeah. out there, if you've ever done that before, you know the satisfying feeling when you take the wheel off the machine that you've just popped it on, you put it on the balance machine and it goes zero, zero. Yeah immediately yeah. that is the nicest yeah, yeah, feeling yeah, yeah so you don't have to balance yeah, exactly it. <laughs> exactly yeah so and then i i am sure that there's quite a few people might be listening to this um and wondering what yeah. so maybe we need to just go and show that thing because when i took my alloys round and i saw how they did it i was like oh my god that is very impressive so maybe we'll do that next time that's something on our agenda but i promise you we have to wait just for the weather to improve yeah because i'm not going to be standing there in the the cold all righty listen let's leave it at that thank you so much both fabulous seeing you and uh yeah let's do it again next week lovely (laughs) sounds good thank you very much take care bye now Bye. Bye bye we'd love to hear from you so if you have any questions or want to share an opinion you can reach us at www.drivetalking.show where you can also pick up the show notes for today's episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe to Drive Talking on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a review so that other people can find us as well.